Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Destalprods.com comic book podcast. As always, I'm dead. Joining today, we have Birdie. All is lost. And coming back to us at the turn of the tide, Nico the White. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me back, guys. <laughs> yep. Don't get used to it. <laughs> I'm going to get banished by the end of this episode. <laughs> uh. Brought me. Brought me back just to kick me off. <laughs> no, you'll you'll come back to chart the totally sensible plot thread that is Doomsday Clock. Yep. And hey, Titan season two. Oh God. <laughs> well, we can't talk about a Swamp Thing season two. So hey, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking cheap ass Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's a shame. Swamp Thing. I watched the first episode of Swamp Thing. It's fine. Yeah, I haven't no, seen everyone's it. Everyone's liked it. It's just Warner Brothers thought it cost too much money to make. I could kind of understand that. Like that first episode, a lot of really good like body horror practical effects. It's awesome. But anyway, so Nico's here. He comes back for the big shit. And the big shit that happened this time is Heroes of Crisis is done. AKA the big shit. Mercifully. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to be talking about it. Uh, this will be very similar to our uh, the episode Birdie and I did on Injustice, but unlike Injustice where it was very impromptu and just kind of bleh, with this one, um, I actually reread the entire series going into this. I took notes. Birdie read it. Yeah. And Nico had been reading it week to week. Uh, we just kind of sprung it on him that it was going to be a spotlight episode. I'll do my best. But yeah, so with the like the Injustice thing, uh, we're going to be going down chapter by chapter, essentially. But whereas with Injustice, it was we were essentially going down like 20 issues by 20 issues. <laughs> right. We're doing this is just going to be nine issues, issue to issue. Uh, we're gonna be skipping. We're gonna be basically skipping over the first couple issues because we had already talked about them when we were reading it week to week. But then, like for essentially issues four to nine, we're gonna be going a bit more in depth. I say that in hopes they'll be going a bit more in depth. But potentially, we could just be skipping over the entire series because we don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have thoughts. I mean. <laughs> well, another big difference, Dead Man, between this and our Injustice episode is that so little happens in individual issues. Yeah, like that is that is the thing. This is a nine issue series with enough story for four issues. Yeah, well, if you recall, I think it originally was supposed to be eight or seven issues, and six. then it was nine. No, no, I don't think it was six. Was it six? I thought it was seven. Or I think it was originally supposed to be seven, and then they bumped it to nine. Nine, right? Which that was a mistake. Yeah, Hell, yeah. having it be seven issues was a mistake. Right off the bat, I, I'll admit that. I don't think they should have extended it. I He didn't need to take as much time as he did. But anyways. Yeah, which we'll we'll get into when we talk to go into more stuff. But anyway, issue one. We start off uh, and we learn about Sanctuary, uh, this robo farmhouse therapy commune that the Trinity set up to help out heroes who, uh, who, are, over, who are like having some kind of Emotional trauma or, PT or PTSD or something from them being heroes. Uh, every issue had like a 
I think it was like a variant cover or like an interior cover that, <laughs> that was. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually have a thought on that right out the bat. Because okay. I see for, I, for this first issue, I see this one was a picture of Superman, I guess, during the time that he got uh, killed. Yeah every, yeah, every one of these issues, they had this little variant, they had this little variant thing or interior cover mm. that was mm-hmm. that was essentially a case file showing off one of the bigger moments in the DC universe, like. Superman mm-hmm. getting his back broke. Sorry, Superman dying. Batman getting his mm-hmm. back broken. Uh, Wally watching Barry get sucked into the fucking Speed Force. Yeah, Harley uh, falling into that whatever that shit Joker pushed her into or whatever. Like yeah. I guess her coming out of it. Falling uh, into Nickelodeon Gak. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they focus more on some of these traumatic experiences for these characters instead of this murder mystery? Right off the bat, I thought that was a that would have been a more interesting than a lot of the things that yeah, happened we've, in this story. Yeah, you and me, I think, said that kind of from the jump. Just this would have been a much a more interesting series if it had a focused on actually superheroes dealing with trauma. Yeah, I mean, other than the actual confessional moments for characters you could D-list characters you could give a shit about, um, you know, which, you know, dispersed throughout the issues, there was some fine moments in those. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah, we're focused on this fucking bullshit murder mystery that is solved when fucking Booster Gold looks at a clue that anyone else could have seen. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah, because so like right off the back, as as I was scrolling through this, I saw the variant cover uh, and I was I I thought (laughs) as soon as you mentioned that, I I thought the same thing. Like prior to you saying that, I was like, why didn't they focus more on these kind of things? Like this is I actually really like the idea of like focusing on the fact that Superman, you know, at least one of the things they could have brought up. Superman had to deal with the trauma of actually dying. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's he's talking about the guy who's died and has come back and his whole life was fucked when he got back. He had all these clones running around. You know what I mean? They could have, they could have focused on something like that a little bit more as opposed to the murder. But anyways. Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah. Sanctuary, big old thing. uh, And everybody who is currently at it is dead. Um, Some of the highlights of this include uh, Roy Harper, Wally West, uh, old Wally West, not new Wally West, uh, Red Devil, a guardian poison ivy uh and then a couple other like a uh, like lower tier guys like guard like a fucking uh what is it hotspot blue jay yeah, hot blue jay uh spot's the one who went just warming up yeah which i hot guess spot, is supposed yeah. to be a character trait but it it <laughs> amounted to nothing yeah catchphrases are the same as character traits right Yeah, that, that, that's my first. I don't. You've probably mentioned this as well, Nico. That's my first big problem with this book. That despite its attempts to be mm. like a deep dive into the psyche and development of these characters, a lot of what King covers is very surface level. Incredibly surface level. I th- I think that's a good that's a good point. But I think it's because like a lot of people don't know who these fucking characters are. Yes, like, which be a fucking a, a fucking limited run series. Yeah, a limited run series would have been a fucking great platform to get introduce people to these fucking characters. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, instead we got to watch the Trinity and fucking we got to watch Harley Quinn be the greatest ever. She is the bestest. Jumping to episode two? No, no. We 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 still we still need to fucking get with. So everyone's dead. Uh, Superman is fucking there investigating. Because he got there first, because he's Superman. Uh, gets inside, sees like a fucking thing scribbled on the wall. The puddlers are all dead, or what? Something like that. 
uh, which of course Wonder Woman knows. Uh, puddlers are people who fucking skimmed the surface when fucking blacksmiths were making swords to remove impurities from the steel. Do you get it? <laughs> it's like therapy. <laughs> but anyway, the main like current story is essentially Booster Gold. He is at a diner, fucking having some pie, hanging like having some fucking cheese, whatever, hanging out. And then Harley Quinn shows up, has some pie, and then stabs him. Oh no! It's not just that she stabs him. It's a she says, "I love pie. I hate pudding." Yeah. <laughs> it's and funny because she's an abuse victim. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then she starts go, starts singing a version of Old McDonald with Booster's name in it as she starts stabbing him. Which, I don't know, just seemed dumb. Yeah. Because Booster Gold is a man from the future with infinity fucking technology inside his fucking thing. And she stabbed him with a butter knife. Yeah, I, you know, we'll we'll go over the overpowering of this character in this series later on again, as we talked about <laughs> in previous episodes yeah. as well. <laughs> so he makes a giant fucking explosion in the goddamn diner, apparently vaporizing everyone in it because we don't ever see them leave. But when we cut back inside, no one's there. <laughs> they went to sanctuary. <laughs> Good point. That's a good point, actually. We don't ever see that again. That's never mentioned. That's well, it could, it could just fit in with another consistent problem that becomes more apparent as the series goes on that I mentioned to Dead Man as I was reading this. For a series that's supposed to be that's stated goal, and you can tell me if I'm wrong in the last issues that this continues to be true, that it's about helping characters heal, there's a lot of pointless cruelty in it. Yeah, oh, fu- fuck, dude. Dude. Uh, I think that's its identity crisis coming we'll, out. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so they get into a big old brouhaha after blowing up the fucking diner and flying into the sky. Booster Gold somehow looks worse than Harley Quinn. Like, he is fucking bleeding over the goddamn place, all kinds of fucking shit. She got exploded and looks a bit dirty. Yeah. He fired fucking lasers or some shit at her. And it looks like she fucking fell down. So, again, everything's fucking going off, fucking fighting and stuff. She's like, I'm a stab. And he's like, better not do it. We'll fucking drop and die. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Stabs him. They drop and don't die because fucking comics. And we get the fucking thing that's supposed to be the hook. Harley Harley goes, you killed everyone. And Booster goes, no, you killed everyone. I saw you. Who's telling the truth? Who's a big old fibber? All open of a murder that you see later that the the Trinity shows up and discovers. But meanwhile, these two are arguing about who actually committed this murder in the diner. Yep. I when the Trinity actually came and uh, found the body, I actually that scene I actually liked in this issue. I remember, I recall still reading that part when I first read this issue. And that was probably the standout moment of the issue for me was like, oh, no. just, their characterizations. I enjoy moments in some of these issues. That's, well, that's why so, I wanted to highlight some yeah, of the like, like that first bit when like Superman that. like fucking goes in and then sees Wally and Roy and goes to say their name and then stops himself and has to like refer to them by code name. Like that was yeah, like, I mean, some of them 
are good but feel out of place. And one of the one the one of the one I'm gonna get to when we get to a later issue, but uh Yeah, I'm not it's like I feel like I'm getting this to this too early, but the big point I took away from reading several of King's books recently is that the man's not good at plot. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, earlier today, I think, to me. Yeah. Which, lately, kind of, yeah. I think it's just one of those things where, like, his his style very apparent now. Like, the way he kind of approaches things. It's just kind of like after you see the magic trick done once you know you already know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's just it's just i i find that it's just now becoming like almost repetitive as the branch like you know this is kind of what he did well i felt not this this right here what we're talking yeah, no, about this but is other this is yeah you know i, I feel um, like but, this gets <laughs> This makes the flaws of his writing style more apparent because most of his other stories are tight, mm. uh, close-knit personal stories about a very small group of characters, usually. Yeah. And even then, his tendency, his tendency for the tangential right. can hurt even good stories. Hi, Mr. Miracle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, but which events often do, though, for writers, right? Like, events like ruin writers like people enjoy for the most part not to blame it on the fact that this is an event but like this seems kind of screwy going into it again i never know what's fucking true now with this whole hand that the has in things that he kind of put out to the public like yeah, he, I, that he spoke about public before he's like well he picked all the characters and i just put this story together with it and i was like what and like i was like yeah, why I would mean, you I, let him direct this whole thing I, I didn't understand that but i was like okay like, you know, he felt it was like an interesting challenge of sorts. But then in a way, you know, he was forced to use fucking Harley Quinn, which I don't see him as a, a, a you know, writing well in this. Like, no, you no. Know she, I mean? like, so. But she but she is kind of more just symbolic of the more core problem of that, because this story is not told well, structurally, mm -hmm. it basically just has to play hot potato for most of its runtime to get yeah. to the reveal that would not be that is hinted at in some ways in certain issues, but not in a way that would make sense to anyone based on what happens without getting into the kind of shenanigans that make this whole thing feel even more meaningless than it already does. Yeah. But that's issue one. Issue two! Uh, fucking right, Harley. Which, I, which I'm going to... Uh, hold on, I've got one. So, so Nico, remember how you liked that whole Deathstroke beating down all the Justice League in uh, Identity Crisis? <laughs> Yes, I did like that moment, yes. <laughs> well, how would you like that moment but dumber? <laughs> you were referring to the Harley part? Is that in this issue? That is issue two. This is the one with the cover of Harley with the Wonder Woman's lasso around Batman's neck. Yeah, Harley goes to the Penguin and is like, hey, I need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Booster gets Skeets. Uh, Skeets finds Booster in the fucking fields and is and is like, hey, turn yourself in. And Booster's like, nah, fuck that noise. You know what's funny? I didn't remember this being so early in the series until you just brought it up. I thought this was like issue three or four. This is one of the things I hated most in this whole fucking series, right? I'll tell you guys straight out, yeah. right now, straight up. This is one of the things that infuriated me. It's such lazy fucking unca like, uncharacteristic moments so that with, this was. So with some context for this, 
Uh, we we need yeah. to talk about this a bit more in depth in the, like the show in the week it came out. But to just refresher, yeah. Harley going to the Penguin essentially used the Penguin as like a trap to bring in the fucking Trinity. They roll in. Harley immediately steals Wonder Woman's lasso. Batman goes to grab her. She fucking flips over his head, gets a lasso around his neck. <laughs> Gets him to fucking tell her where he keeps the kryptonite on him. And this is after a scene where Batman says, I don't walk around with kryptonite on me. I'm not a fucking crazy person. Yeah, because, you know, another thing that is bad about this is that I feel like as someone who's read a DC comic before, I feel like it trades in several cliches that I I think the DC universe as a whole should be kind of sick of by now. Yeah, Yeah. Batman's always prepared. He's always got, like, you know... (laughs) The way I I was talking with uh, Kurt Busiek on Twitter was that at some point, it has to stop being Batman is a traitor and just has to start becoming, look, guys, we keep getting mind-controlled. I have to prep sometimes. Yeah, and that (laughs) is the thing. That has been the fucking... Like, Batman has fucking crypto on him at all times and superman oh. knows this in in many of the continuities yeah. superman gave him that kryptonite that's true yeah that is true yeah he, he, he um i mean but everyone now i feel like wants their towel tower of babel moment right like it's yeah it which seems is like. stupid it's, it's tower, like, tower yeah. of babel was a good story yeah it happened leave One it alone the, yeah yeah so anyway, no, you're right. yeah, so she runs away and is like, hey, you got eyes on her? Yeah, I do. Oh, wait, something's happening over here. Bye bye Yeah, but that, that's what I meant about the whole, the plot has to play hot potato in that the two characters that we are ostensibly following, uh, one of them is actively trying to pursue the plot. The other is just kind of running around. Yeah, until other people drag people her back for, to the plot. Yeah, which... By all indications, okay, I'll wait till I get to the issue where it happens, where I talk about that. But it's yeah. just so the reason that they, so the reason that the Trinity was hunting down fucking Harley so hard uh, is because during an autopsy of Citizen Steel, uh, who impenetrable skin and fucking shit, uh, they find a set of Joker teeth embedded in his throat. And this is while they're having a conversation about Sanctuary itself and the system that Batman had set up, where fucking soups and wonder woman are like hey bat hey batman the fucking recordings you have of a sanctuary he's like what i don't have any i delete they're all deleted and they're like do you sure they are dude and yeah so that's that uh meanwhile booster along with skeets goes off to go talk to barry allen because it's like all right so batman will punch us barry though he's a smart crime boy He'll help. So he so they roll up and go like, hey, so Sanctuary, Wally's fucking dead. Uh, fucking Barry runs out to go check what it is, then runs back and immediately tries to beat the shit out of Booster. Because apparently the scene is so well set up to frame Booster. Right. Except for that one thing. That yeah, except for that Booster one ex- other explicit thing. Like... Oh fuck! Yeah, it's <coughs> it's the yeah, it's bad. I mean, <clears throat> I don't really know. 
I don't really have too much experience with Booster, so my version of Booster at this point in time is the crazy Booster that showed up in Batman that Tom King already wrote. So for him acting the way he is in this series didn't seem out of character for me, per se, even though I know he's not always been like that. Like, it's I understand that. Of the characters he was writing in this, he's she, he's probably the one I have the least problems with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They essentially every, just... Everyone else, he kind of seems to get in broad strokes, but not really. Yeah. Like, even Batman, who he's been writing, he kind of... I don't know what he's doing with Batman in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But uh, Booster, I, for me, in this, he is... He's a shadow of his former self. Okay. Like, like Booster... I, for me, Booster has always been... Uh, like, I, I read, like, a... I don't remember the exact name of the actual arc, but it was essentially the... Like he says it a couple times in the thing, the greatest hero you've never heard of. Mm. Where it's just him and Rip Hunter going throughout time and solving problems that solving problems that that when solved have no effect on the timeline other than things aren't as shitty. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of always been booster to me. Like the guy who on the outside is very much like the fucking what's up, I'm big dick swagger fucking hanging out with fucking Ted Cord doing blahaha shit. Mm-hmm. But he is an actual hero. He is actually doing shit to help people, and he's not doing it for the fucking fame and money, like he like he fucking put out there at, at the start of it. He actually is just a straight up hero. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I, you know, something he also I never actually gave much thought about <clears throat> is his involvement in the Batman stories prior to coming in here that Tom King also wrote because, like. A red herring with the Harley here at the start where they're trying to blame it at him at times because because like the way he was acting in those Batman things you could very seriously take him to be a serial killer in this and the fact that he's already fucking crazy but then it's almost too easy to think that he was the one but then once we get to the actual killer later on it's even it's e- even more ridiculous and we'll talk about that but I, I liked but in this particular issue I, I did want to say I, I did like again the as a blanket statement, I think a lot of the characterizations in this series are way off. Like he did some very bad characterizations of some of these characters. Oh yeah, I I enjoyed the Trinity though. Again, once again in this issue, together in these moments, minus the fucking Harley part, because I, the part that pissed me off the most about the Harley part is that Wonder Woman just stood there the whole time. Yeah, she did not do a thing. <laughs> Like, like okay, she outsmarted Batman. Whatever. Okay, okay, I can somewhat get past it. Okay, but the Wonder Woman just stood. Yeah, like, the, the, the fact that Wonder Woman did nothing and then straight up said, "She's as good as you are." Superman, like, like fucking god, chase, they didn't even try chasing her. It was just kind of yeah. like, "Oh, there she goes." Yeah. <laughs> Superman could have run over, grabbed her, and then went and saved Booster. Yeah. And I actually never thought of it that way, Birdie, until you mentioned the Deathstroke thing from uh, Identity Crisis. But Deathstroke is somebody I could actually see that happening with, whereas Harley, I did not see her taking out the Trinity. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, I can at least see why someone would think that it's possible for Deathstroke to do it. I still think it's stupid, but it is much worse here Yeah, because a non-powered person takes out the Man of Steel, the Princess of Power, and the Dark Knight. Yeah, like with with, with the Deathstroke with each with the Deathstroke thing, it was taking a character who was already known for being able to handle large groups and essentially amping him up to superhuman levels, 
With Harley, it was taking a character who has a big hammer and boosting her to superhuman levels. Mm. Yeah. Like with Deathstroke, it was it was dumb but somewhat understandable. With Harley Quinn, it makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. Like this weird push that they've made to have Harley Quinn be a frontline fighter makes no sense to me. <clears throat> and and am I wrong by saying this is the only time you actually see Batman in front of this confessional and the uh the um Oh that happens a lot. Like the number of characters who say like one thing about themselves <clears throat> and sometimes it's relevant and sometimes it's like I said so ridiculously surface level that he they shouldn't have even bothered. Like that's my biggest problem with there being so many of the testimonials that if they're not gonna focus and develop like Booster at least gets multiple. Harley at least gets multiples. Right. To kind of get beyond like the surface level stuff. But everyone else, it's like either they say nothing, like in the case of Black Canary, who just says, I don't need this. Yeah, shit. fuck this. Fuck this. Or, and they're, yeah, yeah, it just gets hey, out of there. Yeah. Eight hey, panels yeah. of hey. nothing, then fuck this. Hey, hey, hey. Which which I get, the you know. <clears throat> once in a while, <laughs> once in a while, like I didn't like I didn't mind that the confessionals actually were part of some some of my favorite parts of this actually to be honest even though like well, you said they better than everything it. else right i just wish it was more more of that like you just said like if this was the only batman page that I, at least i could remember and he starts talking like i get it he wouldn't openly talk about it i'm not expecting batman to but at the same time like even skimming the surface of talking about all the partners that shit has happened to in, in his like his career as batman yeah. like that's interesting stuff like if they went more into that kind of stuff i yeah, would have or I, you know, I'm just or like, like one thing that I found interesting that, that, that again had no fucking development was the Superman thing mm-hmm. uh, of like, of like who actually is he? Yeah. Well, honestly, my favorite Superman bit was not his testimonial. It was the speech he gives, but that's a later issue. So I don't want to get into it yet. Yeah. So anyway, okay. any of this, yeah. any issue two, uh, we get shocking the reveal that someone has got someone has gathered all the fucking info from fucking goddamn uh the sanctuary and has sent it out to Lois Lane intrepid reporter and <clears throat> the boner of soups so fucking god okay um i'm not sure i li- like as it, a lot of the characterization in this mo- series has bothered me but lois's really bothers me okay interesting because Part of it's I'm not sure how much she puts into her little expose, but I, I hope there's no video because if there's video, she just outed her husband. Yeah, but, like uh, it's <laughs> they, never, they never get super deep into like how the actual story goes out. It's just hey, this is a thing that exists. What yeah. proof they have of that? What testimonial? What like information they actually put into that? We don't know. We can we can only assume that it is like good yeah but they never go back to it again and i feel like clark in particular should have done more than say i just don't know lois i just don't know when she tells him hey i'm gonna out all your friends about all their private pain yeah like i yeah just just goes goes like hey reporter husband me reporter wife has to run this you know that right and then he's just like Man, I don't know. I gotta go write this fucking eulogy or whatever. Mm. I I I disliked more his 
reaction and response time as did Batman to this whole thing, as opposed to her oh, no, angle. That was bad being, too. But... Yeah, that's what annoyed me more about it. Like I can part... appreciate the angle of her being a reporter, but at the same time, it's it is but odd. That should have been an actual story beat, not just a. That, that's what I'm saying. Like this thing just keeps playing hot potato, jumping from thing to thing. Nothing develops at all. <clears throat> so the so idea anyway. of okay, sorry. To issue three, which is basically a filler issue where we have three characters uh, that are actually given some focus and given and spend some time with to actually see about their issues. Uh, Lagoon Boy, Wally West, and Booster. Uh, with Lagoon Boy, uh, it is him essentially running through an attack that, that hit the Titans that where he got fucking hit with a laser. And so his therapy is I'm going to get hit with a laser over and over again as I discuss my feelings about being shot by a laser. With Wally, it is, it is, I had kids in a family, now I don't. I, I just quickly want to mention, um, I, I mean, again, I, I'll see how I feel by the end of this discussion, but to be honest, this actually might be my favorite issue of the whole series. This is the closest to actually what the series could have yes, been. Exactly. And that's why which I said the first two issues we just talked about. I'm kind of repeating myself. This is why I actually really liked this issue as fun. I mean, I, I, again, I think out of the three characters, Wally for me was the most, I don't think he wrote a good Wally for me. At oh, least no. I, I like, but, um, and you know, <laughs> there'll, there'll be more of that to come, but it was an early warning sign for me, <laughs> which I didn't realize at the time when I read this issue, I was like, I really don't like how I like, I get like, I liked the idea of the Wally moments, but I just don't think he wrote the family great or n- nor did he write Wally great. Well, that's, um, that's, cause he that's cause he didn't write the family. He wrote bots that say, I love you, daddy. Oh, right, right. That's right. Like, that's like, true. like, like, like <laughs> fucking Linda, Jay and Iris were characters. Yeah, so that's authentic, actually, then, if that's the case. I forgot about that. But the Lagoon Boy moment was my favorite out of this whole issue. Yeah, the Lagoon Boy was great. Like, like spending some time, spending, like, time with the character, learning what his actual fucking process was, and seeing, seeing what effect it and the therapy is having on him is solid. <clears throat> we had six issues like or seven whatever it was originally of this kind of thing where they just ran with the with the trauma of superheroes idea i actually would have enjoyed the series a lot more i think yeah essentially like like pick out six of the lower tier characters (laughs) and then have each issue be just focused on them and their therapy yeah like a self-examination of of that character yeah 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 and then like you know fucking interspersed or whatever it would be like fucking lois's article or whatever Mm. Where we where we actually get like a for real <clears throat> see how the world is introduced to the idea of, of sanctuary. Mm. But anyway, uh, also in this issue, also in here, Booster Gold. Uh, it's like, hey, it's my first day. I'm gonna go do this thing, and we get and we get like an idea of how sanctuary works, where the superheroes all wear their very un- very distinct costumes with very distinct gloves and boots. Uh, wear robes that don't mask their gloves or boots, and then wear a mask that covers their face. So, you know, for anonymity reasons. Which, would it have been fucking too goddamned much to ask that they fucking had the masks on but wear, like, fucking civilian clothes? We barely seen those those robes in, in this series. Like, oh, other yeah, than like, the, like, like they, yeah. Aren't, they aren't fucking in it for... They're in it for imagery, essentially. Like, for covers. 
Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Which, then. Uh, Okay, so another positive that I know Nico mentioned, Lightning last talked about it. Clayman's art is really good. Yeah, Clayman's art it, is very good for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I felt he was rushed in certain issues, and as you could tell as the series went on, he didn't draw all of it. But it, it, when he was on, he was on absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, he also did some things I don't like, but I'll get to that in the next issue. Yeah. So. Then, as Booster is kind of going through his shit, and his shit is yelling at himself. Because, you know, self-reflection, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mercy Alarm starts going off. Everything's fucking freaking out. Uh, he goes outside. Everyone's dead. Uh, and he watches as Harley Quinn um, beats Wally's head in with a hammer. And then that is the only plot-relevant thing that happens. Next issue. Uh, so it starts out with a very... So this is kind of like where we stopped doing the regular week-to-week talking about it. So it just starts out with Tempest of the Teen Titans getting fucking sauced. <laughs> As Donna Troy yeah. comes to pick him up and then they go by a giant mural of the old-school Teen Titans. This goes nowhere. As we then get Donna Troy's little therapy session, which I can't remember what it's about, but I'm... Is it about her fucking Infinity Origin stories? I think it's basically yeah, about, it's about like, her... Yeah. Which was better summed up by Stajep and Sajik with the, with the joke, um, uh, my origin, who the fuck knows? Yeah, just uh, Stepanasejic. Uh, we talked about it a lot. He did a little like one page thing of Donna Troy at a book signing for her for her book, and and the person off panel is like, "What the fuck? This looks like a choose your own adventure book, dude." Trust me, I know. But uh, the other testimonial in this that's technically more important for the plot uh, is Batgirls. Yes, which is which is the killing joke hey, happened. Hey, yeah, the killing joke happened. Yeah, and. That that seems to be the the reason that Batgirl just automatically believes Harley sight unseen and is willing to hide her from Batman. Yeah, and they like she like she fucking tracks uh, Harley Quinn Harley down and gets into a big old slap fight before they just start. Before it's like, hey, yo, my life sucks too, girl. And they just hug. <clears throat> Like, he writes our a lives terrible are both ruined by the same man. He writes a terrible Batgirl, by the way. She's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Whenever she was on panel, I was very bored what she what she had to say. Well, because that's clearly like this is one of the word other really bad characterization moments. Like, I think Tom King thinks that because the Joker was the reason uh Batgirl was hurt in the killing joke, that that just means he and she and Harley have a lot of common ground that they just automatically love each other. Nope. Nope. They do it, it's, literally, it's literally shown in the rest of the fucking in the rest of their interactions together is just Harley's like, I'm gonna kill him. Batgirl's like, fucking no, dude. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but I mean, it, it is pretty easy what he went for there in a way, but at the same time, it's like I guess they both do share a trauma with the Joker in, yeah. in, in, that, in that sense. Like, you know, it, it, but not I get really. Like, like, there's a difference between like, oh, he attacked me, and he attacked me and my dad, versus 
I was in a multi-year abusive relationship where he fucking gaslit me the entire time. Like, like boiling that down to, hey, Joker sucks, right? Yeah, we're best buds. That's what I mean. I think it was a stretch that he was trying to make a connection between the two in that sense. But there was both they they both did go through something with that character is what I'm saying. Like, the, so I get where <sighs> what he was trying to do. Which is why I also don't appreciate Clayman. I don't think it was sexy poses. Yeah, Batgirl kind of got yeah. the lowest lane yep. sexy pose. Ba- like, well, Batgirl hey. and Lois kind of both got the very short end of the stick here. Like, which you know, like the 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 Batgirl one's the one that most offends me, just because when she, when Harley and Batgirl are in the same scene, like she goes Harley, but she's swaying her hips, like she's like, or she puts her hands on her hips. Yeah, yeah, it is it now. is the most comic book woman pose. <laughs> yeah, I was like, really. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Trinity is hanging out, talking about shit, going like, hey, everything's all fucking blah. It's all bad. And Batman's fucking cracking jokes. Uh, because they're because uh because Clark is talking to them about the puddler and the fucking information that got leaked to the fucking Daily Planet. And then one of the most watchman panels I've seen in a fucking while happens as they're like when she's gonna run the story that's the thing she ran it 32 minutes ago as the fucking as the fucking like (laughs) back computer lights up with the same bright yellow news banner yeah or it's like i I don't know i just it feels like like i don't know explicitly i've heard things i've heard things and Nico is going to probably clarify it for me in more detail than just what we discussed on Twitter. But I think there's like a couple of things that Tom King really wanted to do in the story. He just didn't know how. Okay. And I think based on what I've heard, the information about Sanctuary getting out and more people finding out about the pain so many superheroes deal with was one of those things but from what I've heard about where this story goes, he could have done it in a way that doesn't piss people off. <laughs> or he could have, you know, done it. Just yeah, I don't all. really have, have anything to add on this issue, to be honest with you. I, I like, like, like them releasing the information about Sanctuary amounted to nothing. No, this it, it, mm. it did technically get released. It's just... Like I said, because the plot's playing hot potato, it has no impact. Yeah, like, <clears throat> like, like by by the end of it, it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a fucking air quotes good thing, but we don't actually see that or see the impacts of releasing the information. It's just, oh no, it got released. Superman goes, yeah, we're fucking people too, you jackasses, and then nothing. Well, well, yeah, that's the other conflicting thing, and that's what I was curious of in general is, and again, jumping ahead a little bit here, but since you just brought it up about the sanctuary, it doesn't go away at the end of this. No. Like, is, is this going to be a thing now moving forward? That was my one big question that I had. I mean, we can get into it again later, but again, just a, another well, statement. Okay, st- let me ask a question, um, and you can explain this in later issue. Is there some inherent flaw in Sanctuary that, like, was discovered by this. Because based on the issues I read, because, like, I kept seeing the... Like, sometimes DC releases uh, 
flaw, like uh, misleading, like poll quotes or discussions of issues. Like, uh, I don't know if I told you about this, Nico, but the first issue of um, Joelle Jones Catwoman series says, "Fresh off the wedding, the the honeymoon is over." <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, classic. (laughs) They have have since corrected that on the volume, but I saw that and I'm like, oh dear. Very cheesy. Uh, Yeah, no, there there wasn't like an inherent lie. Like there wasn't like an inherent flaw with the system, which uh, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. But something else that we that I forgot that I forgot to put my notes. I just reminded by reading my notes about the second about the next issue is that Mm -hmm. the Justice League captured Booster Gold and then. Blue Beetle broke him out of prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're together at the start of the next yeah. one. Yeah, Bros before that, heroes. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I gotta say, I, I, I did enjoy seeing those two together. I, yeah, I yeah was see, like, seeing okay, them together was great. Cool. That makes sense. That makes the Bros sense, before yeah. heroes thing fucking pisses me off, but it's cool <laughs> seeing them together again. Yeah. Um, As we then cut to issue five, and so this is this was actually a point where I realized something that kind of confused me. So, so all this stuff at Sanctuary happened on the first day Booster arrived. That was that is what the, he says that like that is a stated fact in this story that the fucking massacre at Sanctuary happened on Booster's first day. Does that mean that his that his fucking entrance that is like fucking like intake interview was like? Four times longer than everyone else's, and that like it fucking spanned like nineteen different subjects. Because so I, far, because so far we've seen him in a few different therapy sessions, appearing to be at different points of his therapy, talking about different things. Mm-hmm. Well, again, hot potato. Yeah, that's like if, yeah, if you what, can't like he can't like <clears throat> this is what I meant mainly about him not being good at plot, Nico, in that he's good at characterization. He's good at, at well. moments of emotion. <laughs> I was going to say not in this. But, but yeah. In most cases, but the reason it was, yeah. well, the reason he's bad here is that because he has to have a plot. So, but it's not what he does. Right. All well, of his me, other stories don't have plots. Well, what it, what it boils down to for me, no, you're making a very good, strong, strong point. But what it boils all down to me, for, uh, again, this this goes for the whole series. How I felt about it is that, and I said this to you on Twitter too when we talked about it a bit, was the fact that he's trying to do too much in this. He doesn't know what the fuck this is, the like trying well, he's to doing be. too much while well, also not enough. Right. Yeah, like, like I said at the top of this, there's enough story here for four issues. Right, but but in the sense that he's trying, he's bouncing around and he's not focusing on one kind of thing. He's doing the murder mystery. He's doing the trauma angle. He's doing yeah, it, like uh, you know what I mean. Like he's, he's yeah, but like the murder mystery is so shallow that he couldn't have written it to fill a full story. Mm. So it's just so just kind of a I don't know if it I don't know if it is like a flaw with his with his style of writing. I don't know if it's a flaw with the way the story was set up. I don't know if it's a flaw with like everything behind the scenes. But this murder mystery has such an easy solution that this book shouldn't be like, this should be like one of the, this should be, this should have been like the fucking button or something like a two issue story told in Batman and the flash. That was great. That was done great. But you got to remember Joshua Williamson also wrote, co-wrote that with him. That wasn't just him. No, I know. But, but like that, this, this story should have been that like, Hey, we introduce this idea of sanctuary. Everyone's dead. They go to investigate. End of the Batman issue. Oh, this clue. Wally issue. Sorry, the Flash issue. Resolution. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I love the button. So the way they did that, like a four issue thing, I would have been, I would have been good with that, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, not with whatever this was. I, I think he hit, he hit on it. He's trying to do everything, but not enough of anything, like anything good of any of those things. Like you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's weird. Anyways, yeah, go yeah. on. With so the issue, yeah. After getting over that just base confusion of just like, okay, what the fuck actually happened on goddamn Booster's first day? Uh, we get. We we get a, we get a shot of fucking Booster and Beetle just kind of sitting down, hanging out, drinking some beers, and then talking about what to do. Uh, with Booster having the ingenious plan of, "Hey, I know, let's just attack the Flash." To which Beetle says, <laughs> "That's fucking retarded." <laughs> and Booster goes, "That's the genius of it." <laughs> I did love the moment where he burst through the fucking window. He's like, yeah. "Hey, Barry!" Hey, Barry, what's up? You saw that crime yet? And then he just punches him in the face. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's I mean, wrong with me? Is tasers? Holy shit, it worked. <laughs> but, the, but the fact that the the shitty and gritty ass on his face where he's jumping through the glass. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you? Doing? Just, just breaks through, shatters all kinds of fucking science. Barry punches them in the face, then he tasers them, and he's like, "Holy yeah. shit, Ted, it worked!" I, I did like that. He's such a spaz in this. Yeah, no, I, I did like that a lot, actually. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is more in character and a better plan than the fucking plan that Batgirl comes up with that yeah. somehow works. I hated her in this issue. So, so, so yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't even fully get what her plan was. Just so I will tell you what her plan stupid? was. I will tell you what her plan was. It was terrible, but I will tell you what it was. Yeah. So Batman has skeets. And Batman is trying to Batman his way into skeets to try to get him to tell him where Booster is. Batgirl goes, hey, I reverse engineer 25th century technology so I can fucking get it. Just give me skeets for the day. I'll take it to my fucking base or whatever, and then we'll be good. And Batman's like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Blah, I don't do press. Blah. So Batgirl takes Skeets to a park and Skeets is like, this is where you keep your fucking computer system? And he's like, yeah, it's me. Harley, hit him with a hammer. Essentially, essentially her plan was to lie to Batman with the, with the worst lie ever that Batman somehow Batman bought. just goes along with. Yeah, he just goes along with it. Then go good cop, bad cop by having Harley beat the shit out of Skeets. That and, was her and is, plan. Is is Tom King's version of Batgirl in this him trying to do the Burnside Batgirl? Because like lines like I don't think so. cool. It's, it's, it that's cool. Like thank you, of... thank you, Batman. You rock. Like <laughs> I'm just like what? Yeah, it's it's it seems like she. It it's seems weird like it because is... like I, I forgot to mention this when we talked about Batgirl the first time that the only thing that would have made this worse is if they, she was in the Neo Batgirl costume with this <laughs> artwork and this tone, right? Right. Yeah, at least she's like now she back in a proper Batgirl costume. Mm. I mean, it's not much, but it's fucking something. Yeah, because like, I don't only, know. Yeah, the sorry. Only time I've, the only, I'm sorry. The only time I've tolerated the Neo Batgirl costume is Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But that's. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a different caliber than this fucking book. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that... they fucking put the thumb screws to Skeets, who swears because apparently hitting a. Because fucking apparently, just threatening to beat a robot is good enough to get him to fucking spill his guts that he wouldn't spill to Batman. Like that's that's the thing. Her whole plan is Batman's a good guy. He wouldn't hurt you. Harley would. 
Essentially, Batman is the good cop. Yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> no, of course you fucking don't. Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Even in the context of, like, of Tom King's own Batman run, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> fucking God. But anyway, so, uh, with apparently both plans working, uh, Booster and uh, Beetle find out some information. Uh, the Wally West corpse is five days older than it should be. Because they looked at the RNA half-life. Which is something that, given literally any time, both Batman and Wa- both Batman and Barry would have figured the fuck out. Like, like I'm not crazy on that, right? Like that seems like a thing that is fairly obvious that both of them, while not like looking for it, would eventually find. Oh yeah, yeah, Sci- like, science bros. Yeah. Like, apparently, neither <laughs> of them had the chance to use any of their advanced equipment to do any, like, you know, superhero stuff. It's sort of like how, Dead Man, you and I both bitched that all the detectives in the world didn't check the phone lines in Identity Crisis. Yeah. Whereas with this, the two greatest crime detectors of all goddamned time, both of which able to fucking process and jump to conclusions at a rate that fucking baffles the human mind didn't think to look at his fucking genetics. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's too bad Superman didn't give Batman some shit back for his comments about him leaking all the information because <laughs> in this issue you get a you get a panel of Batman looking under the microscope. <laughs> you're just like, really Batman? You're like, how long did this take you to get to? <laughs> yeah. You're bit you're over there bitching at Superman about leaking all the sanctuary secrets, but meanwhile, you haven't run any fucking analysis. Yeah, no, apparently murder. apparently he's just been like fucking Apparently he just was like, yeah, it's how the microscope was looking at fucking like, you know, potato skin or something. Yeah. It's like, hey, the mitochondria hey. is the powerhouse of the cell. This is a superhero costume. Yeah. And also, in the middle of this issue, Superman goes up, on, goes up to a fucking press conference and gives a very verbose but meaningful speech about heroes and how they fucking need goddamn therapy. Well, yeah, I mean, going back to issue one, I know we all loved the scene where Harley Quinn, the former psychologist, said, man, therapy's pointless. Gotta need therapy. Yep. Yeah, see, that's another thing Tom King is not really good at in almost all his books. He's not really good at humor. Nah, not really. Like, the closest Uh, was that... The closest was that like awkward humor of when Soups was mad that his best bro Batman didn't tell him he was getting married. That was about it. Well, no, didn't so Tom King was the uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl thing, right? Yeah. Didn't he have Alfred as Batman? I, no, I, I don't remember. I, I seem to remember like I seem to fucking remember like like uh, Alfred dressed up as Batman driving the Batmobile into Gotham. Oh, yes, in that first arc. Yeah, no, I thought you meant when Scott Snyder made him Batman. During no, 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 it was like, it was, it was like, it was like at the beginning of like Gotham, like Gotham yes. was starting to go crazy. And so, yeah, yeah. And our Alfred's like, well, fuck, I guess I gotta do this. Drives in, it was like, I'm Batman. Yeah. No, I mean, he, it's, he it's, has, a, it's a time honored joke. But yeah, the one that was not done a super few funny well. moments. He was still trying to find his footing on that Batman. Like the first arc was not what that book turned out to be. But anyways, Ooh. yeah, um, 
Yeah, I, I must say, though, after that Superman conference scene, when I get, like, three or four, two, um, like, full-page spreads, that one of the, of, um, uh, of Adam Strange and Mr. Tourette, like, those are awesome-looking pages. Yeah. Like, and then you got that one with um, the knight, I forgot her name, that, and the dragon, that, 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 that's an awesome-looking page. And like the swamp thing and the atom and like when when I don't know what the fuck he's going on and he's doing some inner monologue type stuff there <laughs> during that period where like sounded like it, it should have been important stuff that Tom King is kind of writing out during that those moments but they didn't really amount to anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I just enjoyed the artwork. Well, there's so the many of those moments, even in like uh like. People who liked the wedding in Tom King's Batman run were got sick of the Nightmare Saga. That yeah, was terrible because, yeah. because yeah. it just went on so long and amounted to nothing. Yeah, fucking absolutely, <laughs> fucking metal. The Nightmare Saga was bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, yeah. So back to the thing. Uh, we are now into another filler issue where the where the therapy sessions aka see- an issue. Yes, so this time the big thing with the therapy is like, you know, it, well, for one thing, it is narc-focused. Narc being the Teen Titans right. caveman. yeah, I remember this. And I was... uh, Is this issue six, though? Yep. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, so that's where, happening. Where the, caveman, oh. where the caveman shares his thoughts on John Paul Sartre. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this reminds me of a, of a moment I particularly hated in Mr. Miracle, Nico. I don't know if you remember this or not, where um, Mr. Miracle is pissing in the hell pits with a guy dressed like a uh, like a, like a fop from the 1400s mm-hmm. who's telling him this story about when he fucked Da Vinci <laughs> and the story he told about two painters competing. And then in a later issue, he says, oh, I made that up. And they went, like, why? He's like, so we could have something to talk about while you pissed. And I was like... Yeah, that's another thing Tom King does is he inserts people telling stories that have nothing to do with the plot, but then you actually, it seems like he's trying to make sense to connect it to the plot somehow. But he, but half the time I'm like sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, what I have. What the hell no. does that have to do with anything? No, no, I, no. I, but that's but that's what I mean. That's most of the time. That's how I feel after I'm like re- I'm like what? <laughs> like, so I was like, all right. Yeah. And uh, then the other big thing is they start like going from like person to person of like the kind of main group that was there when everyone fucking died, uh, with all of them talking about how many people they've saved. That's just which the only the only panel of that I liked was, uh, uh, Roy going. You know, it's just about getting off the couch. Yeah. One thing I found kind of funny, but like not super. Green, I think I just kind of I liked it. Um, they got to, they got the gunfire. It's like it's like weapons don't weapons don't save people. Weapons are gonna kill because he's like gunfire. Just see, I don't know anything about gunfire. He seems like the most fucking Rob Liefeld '90s ass character. Yeah, he said he seems like that guy that uh, the tick was making fun of in the first ish episode of the TV series where he says, "Son, you need professional help." Yeah, go home, talk to your parents, say find out who loves you. Yeah. Uh... Actually, also worth noting, I think this is the first issue where we get another artist. I think Mitch Jarrett's is uh, is you know often collaborator here is actually yeah, yeah, his Mr. Miracle. yeah around around this part work. yeah around this part other artists start cropping in yeah yeah uh, but yeah so then so then the big so the plot hook for this is that this is showing Harley Quinn in um, like Harley in Sanctuary 
Uh, and she did not go there just, you know, like everyone else. She essentially broke in to hang out with Ivy. Yeah. Which I actually kind of like their part where they, like, Ivy loves Harley and Har- Ivy knows that Harley is fucked up from uh, everything the Joker did. So she uses her her therapy time to have fun killing the Joker with her over and over again. Yeah, just a bunch of different versions of the Joker show up. He does a terrible pun and then, and then Ivy kills him. <clears throat> then Harley's just fucking like, cur- like fucking hunched over laughing. Um, then mercy bells go off. Ivy's like, hey, hang out here. Um, you're not supposed to be here and this could just be like a fire drill. Heads out, gets killed. Then Harley comes out and sees Booster fucking zapping Wally with fucking space lasers. And then there's also a bit about like Wally kind of just right after, right after he kind of got back and everyone's like, you're our hope, Wally. You're fucking, you're the bee's knees, dog. You dick's magic. Fuck you, kids. From what I've heard about where this goes, this does not reflect well on the Titans. Because apparently all the Titans now remember everything about, and this is partly a continuity issue, that the Titans now remember everything about about Wally and their life together and how everything makes sense now that he's back. While at the same time, apparently not remembering that he had a wife and family that no longer exist. Yeah, now you and, know. Then the, like everyone is, like I'm pretty sure Barry's the only one who actually knew that he had a fucking wife and kids. I yeah I don't know about you guys or I know you, ta- you mentioned the narc thing at the the start of this but his uh, moments in this did nothing for me nothing yeah, at all of course they like, didn't they don't mean yeah. anything well, no I but mean, in like just- in comparison to the the um the uh, lagoon boy and all those moments that we had in the, uh, the other filler issue this did nothing for me this story like I was just like okay yeah, it, like yeah fucking- I didn't even. I, I didn't even understand the trauma as well as I did with those other characters is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, I think, for me, I think yeah. his trauma. Like, I, I'm asking, explain yeah. it to me. Cause yeah, I don't so, know. Well, I, I didn't think do what his trauma was, was that he was a caveman who got super intelligent. Okay. So being a super intelligent caveman, he did not fit in the past where everyone, where everyone was like fucking like, yeah, I, I kill you for your meat. But then coming to the future, uh, he was still living in. He was still living with that mindset. So he it was like essentially a, essentially a dissociation from culture, no matter where he fit. So in the past, so yeah, he was too smart. He was too like philosophical and brainy in the past to really fit there. And then he was too savage to be able to exist in the modern day. Yeah, he wanted- Okay. <sighs> still, I didn't. Yeah, do it much didn't for fucking me, but, really yeah. matter. But but yeah, thanks for explaining that one. Because for me, I recall re- when I read no, this it, issue, it just being like I just really gave t- no shits about this character, and I was just like, okay, like this one didn't really click with me. The 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 other like the way the other ones did because the kind of the Lagoon Boy one kind of hit a chord. I was like, okay, like that 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 guy well, has that, some. That, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. That felt. I'm sorry. That one felt most like something that Tom King maybe had some personal experience with because the idea of like post-traumatic stress from getting shot and wounded and not even if you didn't die still the memory of that wound haunting you that seems like something that you could associate with what his old job was and if he does feel like he's pulling from like if you look at mr miracle it's just war as hell yeah uh 
So he's clearly pulling from old experience. That's the biggest shame, though, like because he actually did suffer from PTSD. This is why he wanted to do these type of stories, these books. But then, like, it's more on display. Like, you can see it much more evident. You can see it evident and and much better job that he did in in Mr. Mir things like Mr. Miracle or even Sheriff of uh, Babylon. Like, it's just like this. Like, it's much. It's just so much better than this. He didn't have to worry about a fucking event like around that i mean you and I, we even before the rest of the issues came out we were all in agreement this was not a good type of story for what no tom king's goals were for this story because the murder mystery just always feels like a constant distraction from everything yeah. tom king attempts to focus on mm. but also i don't want to put words or thoughts into a man's head, but it feels like there are certain types of experience that Tom King just doesn't understand. And to like, it sometimes feels like he's, he's more comfortable talking about certain kinds of trauma more than others. I, I just it's think not like a good or a bad thing. It is just a statement of personal experience. Like, like we like it because it feels like more natural and believable, but it feels horribly out of character and borderline mis- misogynistic with how it seems to understand like rape trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, issue, that was issue six. Moving on to issue seven. Uh, this is kind of where things begin to come to a head. Yeah. So it is mainly focused on Wally's therapy sessions. You mean there's a plot? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so uh, like the flashback stuff is mainly focused on Wall- Wally's therapy sessions, um, dealing with his fucking shit about, hey, my family doesn't exist. Meanwhile, uh, Booster and Harley are just fucking fighting. Harley's like, let me kill you. And Booster's like, no, I don't want to. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Batgirl and Blue Beetle are hanging off to the side. And she's like, hey, I thought his shield didn't work. Because apparently his shield stopped working. Which is why Harley was able to stab him with a fucking butter knife. Yeah, they'd established that, and I was like, okay, why? <laughs> yeah, so that Harley could stab him with a fucking butter knife. That's why. Got a lot of butter knives. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, like, it's like a JoJo villain, but instead of... Because she hates pudding. It's like a JoJo villain, but instead of pulling out swords, it's fucking butter knives. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so... And Ted's like, yeah, I managed to fix it. He's like, what, you reverse engineered that technology? No, I couldn't figure that shit out. I just fucking tied it to my conscience. Because, you know, comics. So then Batgirl just fucking... Sure. This is when Batgirl just offhanded, side punch, knocks him out in one hit. Apparently good old Blue Beetle got a glass fucking jaw. He's like, hey, Harley, you can stab him now. He goes to stab him. He's like, oh, I don't want to stab him. I don't want to stab you. And they ask, why the fuck is with the nursery rhymes? Because every time she's gone into a fight, it's been some weird, like, fucking child's rhyming couplet yeah, song. I'm, I'm very confused as to what I, the purpose of it is. I hated how they brought all these four characters together. Yeah, it was fucking I was, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was fine with either of them being together separately, <laughs> even though I don't love the Batgirl Harley dynamic, but I really, I, I do enjoy the Booster Gold uh, Blue Beetle, of course, dynamic, because those are characters that, you know, obviously are known well, to, uh, go well together. But, like, this, uh, them all four of these guys together really kind of infuriated me every time I had to read their 
their uh, dialogue. I, yeah, I don't know. Because it's all fucking like it is two characters who it, it is it is two characters who while different are at least maintaining true to their fucking relationship. One character who is who's been so fucking pushed to the goddamn spotlight where she doesn't live live that she just feels out of place and then Batgirl who is written like a different character. Mm. It's like hanging out with your two buddies that you haven't seen in fucking years and they have they've like just came back from it was the written like character that Oh, was that Birdie? Cut out there for a second. Oh, God. Dead man. She's... I'm sorry. Batgirl in this is written like how Neil Batgirl trauma. That it's just like, eh, fuck it. I'm... You are chopping up like a motherfucker. I could barely understand what you were saying. Uh, damn it. Said, he said... She, I think I heard her say that it's... it's uh, she sounds like Neil Batgirl trauma version. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like this is, yeah, this is written like how... This is written like how I imagine Neo Batgirl must have seemed to the people who are writing that. It's like, yeah, trauma is just something you just pass over, right? You just forget about it. Yeah, like, hey, you getting shot, your dad, all that thing. That wasn't real. Get over it. Millennials in trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, just millennials in crisis. <laughs> yeah, oh god, oh god, the Starbucks closed down. <laughs> now I'm just ima- now I'm just imagining fucking like Tom King sitting on a porch like an oh, old man. No. Gentrification. It's like, hey, you goddamn millennials asking for all these handouts back in my day. You had to work for a living, dadgummit. You millennials are what's ruining the world. Shaking my fist at you. Also felt that because there's two more guest artists on this, along with Clayman, Travis Moore, and uh, George Fornes. George Fornes is—I really like his style. He does—he's been doing some of the Batman stuff with Tom King, but it does not mix well with the other two artists in this issue. Like I—he's got like a Mazzucchelli looking vibe, uh, like Year One Batman Year One style, but yeah, um, it just doesn't. I think like. I got what they're trying to do, trying to do the the scenes only with him and Flash together to keep it separate from the main story. But it just doesn't look that his art style does not mix with the other two in this issue. It's kind of glaringly obvious compared to like Mitch Jared's on the other issue. Like, I think he mixed well with Clay Man for the most part. But yeah. Uh, and yeah, so they decide, hey, let's join forces. We got to go fucking do this shit. Wally West, he's still alive because the corpse is five days to five days older than it's supposed to be. Which means fucking flash time bullshit. Woo! Yeah. But what's funny was when the first issue came out and we thought that Booster was going to be more important to the story than he actually was, people were saying, oh, I know Booster Gold. He's got time travel powers. That whole Wally West being dead thing was definitely not going to stick. Well, I guess they were right. Just not the way they thought. Yeah, so with issue eight, um, we kind of learn everything. Uh, and we also get uh, fucking Poison Ivy brought back from the dead. Because, you know, uh, you know the best thing about trauma is that it's meaningless. Yeah. It doesn't last. And how he fucking brought her back is dumb. Yeah, it turns out there is a, there's just a fucking flower in goddamn Gotham that if you plant it in the right place and give it fucking like lightning energy, it'll just grow a new Poison Ivy. Because that's how that works. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, so we learned that Wally killed everyone. Uh, and we also learned that Wally is the puddler. He's the one who leaked all the information to the fucking, uh, to the fucking uh, Daily Planet. 
So what happened was Wally got really into simple plan for a second and was like, no one knows what it's like to be me. It's all horrible. Everything's shit. And so no then one he... just stands me. I'm fed up with this world. Exactly. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and so he then decides to he then decides to regather like gather all the information from sanctuary that it deletes uh, every time by being really fast. I don't know. Apparently yeah, the, the like, information okay, like I, scatters itself to the digital wind or something like it fucking segments itself into incredibly small fragments and just sends itself out there. And then Wally's like, yeah, I'm fast. I can get it. I hated this fucking Which issue. Fucking well, also, isn't like, okay, so he accidentally killed everyone using the speed force. Does that mean like he just freaked the fuck out and like yeah. punched him? High speed or no? Like so here's he what like happened. Blew the fuck up. Yeah, here's here's what happened. Like, so he got yes. so he got all the information from all the people who had been staying at Sanctuary, and then it made him so sad that lightnings, the speed force lightning, shot out of his body in every direction, killing everyone around him. Yeah. So yeah, he basically it was so too much for him to basically handle after i guess dealing with the shit that he already was dealing with coming into this place with the whole uh his family being gone and like you know not having to re- like re- haven't remembered them and all that shit that basically Joshua Williamson built up in the flash series which i've been reading this whole time and then he just fucking got exited out of that series and brought into this mess yep just fucking heated out of there and, infuriates me the most about this is that basically Tom King thought PTSD turns you into a murderer all of a sudden like that's no, it's, that's no, it's like not, it's not a murderer like, like, well, I mean, like it's no, no like no it's like Tom he King covered wrote his tracks yeah. that's what's fucked up about yeah, that, it. that's like, the fucked up thing but like Tom King wrote it as though PTSD made you a bomb yeah that because, just doesn't make sense because Wally like, Wally essentially killed everyone killed everyone with depression lightning right I mean, and then he, he's like, "Oh, fuck." Okay, let me rearrange the bodies and then frame. Yeah. Yeah, he he knew Booster and fucking okay, Harley. Yeah, that that's fucked that, up. That, that's the part I don't get. Like the people who like. Okay, so a lot of people have been calling this character assassination for Wally West. Hundred percent. Absolutely. And like, if it weren't for him, like covering everything up and planning out this conspiracy and leaking everyone's private pain I would I would have been more okay with it but all that other stuff makes him seem like a emotionless sociopath not a uh, oh no that's that, that's the thing though angry he, guy. that's the thing he is an emotional sociopath he's just a fucking idiot because here's no, the thing like, here's the thing yeah. the reason he leaked the information about the fucking sanctuary is to make up for the fact that he killed everyone in sanctuary in his own words, he wanted to do something that was so good that it outweighed the bad he just did. So what he did, which is dumb. Yeah. So what he did was after getting all the after getting all the information, he found Harley and fucking Booster in their little fucking VR rooms, and then as they were leaving, he super speeded them back into the room so fast they didn't notice they didn't they didn't notice that they didn't leave, and then reprogrammed the fucking VR rooms because because apparently after getting all the sanctuary info, he then controlled sanctuary. 
he then made it look like he then made it look to both of them like the other one committed the murder. And then went through the entire house, fucking laid the clues, the pullers and shit, and then arranged the crime scene in such a way that it would convince Batman and and Barry that either Booster or Harley did this. Because, okay, you know... That's about on the level with the identity crisis ending. Yeah. He then he then speeded into the future, five days into the future, and talked to Wally and talked to old and talked to like old Wally. And Wally said like, "Okay, here's the thing. You gotta get this flower for fucking poison ivy. Do this, this, and this. Okay, you good? Yeah, we're good." Then young Wally breaks old Wally's neck and drags him to the fucking thing and lays his corpse on Roy, and then spends the next five days like collecting the information into fucking physical media and sending it to Lois. Like, this is honestly like serial killer fucking shit that he did here. This is this this is what like you're right. The whole idea of him exploding, like I, I the whole even the thing of him having a break, mental breakdown with the PTSD. Okay, I'm I can understand that, but the whole thing of him dispersing the energy and killing everybody is just stupid in itself. But yeah. then the fact that after he realized what he did as a fucking hero and being Wally. The most uncharacteristic thing is him not turning himself fucking in, but yeah. instead plotting a fucking serial killer motive of like events. Like, yeah, what, staging the crime scene, framing two innocent people, then going into the future and breaking his own neck. Like I don't, I don't care how far gone you are. I just have such a hard fucking time. Like accepting, and then, that, that is what that character would do at that moment in time. Like after realizing what he did. Yeah, no, like, but what he fucking should have done is, like, oh, everyone's dead. Speeds to Barry and turns himself in. Right. It's it's fucking ludicrous. This, I, when I read this, I was like, oh, this, I'm was, I was so done with it after this. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm like, unless he fucking performs a miracle in the last issue, I, I, I was like, I was like, this is the fucking worst thing I've read by him. Then, officially. issue nine, fucking, <laughs> fucking, our fucking dynamic quartet crash the beetle into the field where where Wally Wally and Ivy are the two That's of that like sentence. yeah Ivy and fucking Harley then are just like holy shit you're alive and Ivy's like yeah I'm alive I'm hot. I'm really hot and naked fucking cool it cool your jets and then they fucking and then they and they get into this big old conversation where apparently all all Wally needed to have told to him to stop him from going into this fucking insane goddamn plan is just for Booster to tell him like Hey, you're not a bad guy. We're all, we all fucking suck. And then Wally's like, okay, yes, let's change the entirety of this plan. So then Wally fucking had a goddamn like 15 page conversation with Wally talking about how other people feel pain too. Which the final little piece that Tom King wrote there didn't mind it, but it was far too late. For yeah. something like that. Yeah. It was so, the damage was done. Like, yeah. like so, where was this? So then <laughs> So then in order to close the time loop that has goddamn happened because this weird fucking cyclical time bullshit, Booster and Beetle go to the future, break into a fucking cloning facility, clone five day old five, clone five day older Wally, give that body to younger Wally to go drop into the crime scene that he had still staged. And then old Wally lives, does, doesn't get killed by young Wally, and then turns himself in. Which is what he should have done fucking five days ago. 
fucking five issues ago. <laughs> fucking nine issues ago. This entire goddamn thing was pointless. And then it's almost like they just give him a slap on the wrist at the end. They're like, oh, well. We, no, we no, they, they, no they, just, they, they just threw him in a fucking jail cell. And, and like, not even like a yeah, that's a, that's actually worse because and like, not even like a super jail cell, just a fucking like five foot by five foot stone room with metal bars. Yeah. Also, this ending must make that whole uh, Barry being mad at Batman about how he treats his uh, his family slash sidekicks really awkward from this point on. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, uh, this fucking ninth issue. Uh, it also. Like they essentially just like rapid fire through like every single superhero that you could think of, yeah. With, with, with like the, with like the fucking nine panel spreads of just uh, individual characters, and the thing that fucking pissed me off the goddamn most <laughs> was the motherfucking Robins. I knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew it. Yeah. Well, he's Dick, the he's the cute one, and he's the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> Dick, Ra- Dick Grayson shows up first and says and says like fucking Jason's the edgy one. Tim's the smart one. Uh, Damien's the oh, cu- Damien's the cute mean one. Which one am I? And then it goes to Tim, who then oh, says everything excluding himself. Which one am I? Goes to fucking goes to uh, oh, Jason, off. who does that. And then it goes to fucking. And then it goes to Damien, who's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Why? What did the other say about me?" <laughs> Which that one I was actually kind of fine. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, but like. Yeah, like it did. Does Tom King not know how the other Robins work? Because I know, I know, Damien's been the Robin in his Batman series, but he's he's written Tim, he's written T- Dick Grayson before. Yeah, like, and there is so much shit going on in their fucking lives that they could have fucking done with. Like this, like this was before Dick getting shot in the fucking head, but this is after Dick having his pregnant girlfriend kidnapped by the evil fucking corpse version of him. Yeah, or if like uh, based on the whole premise of this plot the pre-new 52 universe happened now you could maybe deal with the fact that you know tim drake felt like he was a happier person before uh stupid things happened to get him his dad shot yeah or fucking with jason todd hey i died multiple times (laughs) yes and then i tried to kill my then i tried to kill my bat family more than once yeah, but instead he went for the fucking shitty joke where it's not funny, like you guys mentioned some of his yeah. jokes. <laughs> and, then, and then the other one that I, I kind of, understand humor. And then the other one that they kind of like was spoiler, where it's like they forgot about me, didn't oh. they? Yeah. Where just where it's like, okay, yeah, she was a Robin. Yes, you're right. Yeah, she, I do appreciate I mean, that he made Orphan say nothing though. Yeah, Orphan was just <laughs> Orphan just stared because yeah. she's been chatting way too much lately in the in detective. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, also, aren't they try- aren't they about to like try to fix um her again? Fuck since they keep fucking probably. her up. Cassandra Kane, like Cassandra Kane is. I don't know if she's the most like continuity wise fucked over character in DC, but she's one of. Yeah, she she got fucked pretty hard because they basically just decided that a character who could barely speak English. Uh, wrote, learned to read and write Navajo to become a villain so that she could kill ba- kill Supergirl for the League of Assassins until it was discovered, oh, uh, Deathstroke mind-controlled her, and then she was gone, and then she was back, but not the same character. Uh-huh. Wait, what? The fuck? <laughs> oh, have I not told you about the bullshit that happened between the end of Batgirl's, uh, Cassandra Kane and Batgirl's first series and her second one? 
no, you haven't. Yeah. That that's a that's a rant for another day. Yeah. So anyway, with this, the thing ends with, hey, superheroes can now freely come and go to sanctuary. Everything's all hunky dory. People are cool with superheroes needing therapy because why the fuck wouldn't they be? You know, the real shame of this issue was that he tries to do like a final his final say on PTSD as a whole at the end of this. But I really at that point was so over this like story that I I could give a shit like I like 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 he tried to sum it all up. But at this point, I was so mad at what they basically did to Wally as a result of this, that I was kind of like, I was just, I was just upset by the end of this. And like, and, and also where's Batgirl walking towards at the end of this last panel? Is that sanctuary that she's walking into? Like, uh, like, let me, let me double, uh, let me me double check. Yeah. If you have it up just because I really, I'm curious as to who she's walking up to. And she's walking through a field here, like poison Ivy and Harley are walking through like a forest uh, booster and, uh, and, and uh, blue beetle are having a beer on the couch and they're laughing, watching TV. Oh, fuck. Right. I forgot. I forgot a goddamn thing. Fucking the way God damned booster, like fucking tries to tries to like talk Wally into not fucking going through with this shit is yo bros before heroes. Yeah, that that was the coda on which he fucking that was the fucking point he ended his goddamn here like you're not alone in this bro, bros before yeah. heroes, like f- fucking goddamn it I hate that saying. I fucking I don't hate know it. honestly like amongst all this mess of this shit I really felt like a, a, a possible like heartfelt examination of PTSD that he may have been going for really fucking was more insulting towards the topic. If anything, like, like, I don't know. Like he didn't talk about it. No, that's what I mean. Like he kind of plot point, but not the purpose. Yeah. This this story, Uh, this story could have been about fucking the story could have been about PTSD, but it wasn't PTSD was a fucking plot point for a murder mystery. Because when I first heard about this series, I was like, that's an interesting angle and like kind of like crazy that he's going for. It It was a bold move to to at least make that the headline of what this series was going to be about. But it just wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, like it it, essentially like it was a wasted opportunity. I felt Yeah, this entire fucking book's a wasted opportunity. uh, I'm so mad. If if this had been a fucking like nine issue episodic or like not episodic anthology series of just here is a character here is their PTSD watch them work through it or at least begin to work through it that's a fucking idea that is a fucking story and a half right there Yeah. but no we got to take that really interesting idea and then oh it's a crisis so we got a guy someone been murdered don't get me wrong. Six issues of the, uh, self-examination of that, I may want to kill myself at the end of it too, right? It may have been too much. Okay, like, but... let's not do that. Okay, I, I've, I've been meaning to. I forgot to say this at the beginning. What's that? We know we like this. I know we don't like this, and I know I have of the three of us, I'm the one who has the most problems with Tom King. But I have to say, this internet enough with the death threats. Yeah, oh, that yeah. is idiotic. Don't fuck. Why the fuck would you do this? Like. Yeah, he wrote a bad he wrote a bad version of a fan favorite character. Fucking thousands of people have. Don't like the only the only uh, someone confronting Tom King about fucking up story that I like, and I don't know if I told you this, Nico. I told it to Dead Man was um, 
so Tom King was sitting in a taxi cab with a guy who said, I work on Batman stuff. And oh, like, yes. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I, I love um, uh, Court of Owls, right? No, that was someone else. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> they broke the bat? No, that was someone else. It's like, oh, what did you do? The wedding? Dude, how'd you fuck that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read him. He, he wrote that on Twitter, right? I read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that is the best negative interaction you can have with a fan. Yeah. Like, that absolutely. should be... That should be the standard, but it's not. Apparently, the standard is fucking, hey, fuck my character. Well, time to send some fucking knives to your house. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about that before, like, on the show, like, in the past. This isn't the the first time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This isn't the first time that's happened to him and other writers as well, right? Which is Um, fucking disgusting. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, Tom King does a lot of good, too, man. He's not that no, anyone deserves that, even if they are a bad person. But, like, uh, you know, they just went um, – him and Jim Lee, they just did, like, a like a tour for the uh, a lot of the um, army uh, – people like that are stationed in other countries like yeah. they just they just they just did a tour and uh they basically went and signed a bunch of books and gave stuff away to a bunch of uh soldiers and stuff so that i seen that on twitter that was pretty cool that they did that so like that's what i mean so like he's not um yeah, and, like, and he comes from that like he, he used to work for the cia yeah like, like, so like we we will we shit on him a lot in this and we and you know shitting on various things we don't have anything against tom king personally we i don't know don't know Bernie, him but. we just have problems with, we just have problems with his writing for the record, I, I enjoy I've enjoyed most of his stuff up till recently. No, I mean why, like but, aside from this, sure. it's mostly been net positive on him. Like the vision has problems, but it's still a good story. Uh Mr. Miracle should have been an issue or two shorter, but it was still a really good story. Uh Omega Man I liked. Yeah, I, liked I haven't that. read that one yet. I, I that's on my The Elmer list. Fudd Batman story. Oh yeah. Probably one and, of his and, best works. And some of his Batman, so I would yeah, say. And some there, of are good, there are good stories in his Batman run, and I'm hoping maybe that that Maxi series that he's going to write, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Sheriff of will, Babylon. Will more, oh, yeah. Well, that's because that's like, that's basically just his life experience. Yeah. In a Semi-autobiographical. Book, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like um, I said, Tom yeah, King, this, he is, this a, he's, he's a solid writer. And from what we can, from what we can tell, like, a decent guy? Yeah, I mean, he's no Paul Galassi. It's what did Paul Galassi do? Yeah, that, 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 that's a bit, there's a bit just... Well, I mean... We I know the artist, it, but... Uh, <laughs> just... he's, he's the guy who, uh, well, speaking of people we like, he, when Ed Brubaker was working with him on Catwoman, right? Like, if, he, if he didn't like something that Ed Brubaker wrote, he would just ignore it and write and draw and write whatever uh... he wrote. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of he followed Darwin Cook on that book and that was disappointing to say the least, but yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that though. But um but yeah, this is hands down for me though, the my least favorite thing he's written. This is the worst uh, thing he's written so far. Absolutely. I I can I I, I agree with that, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a bad I mean, he deserves a lot of the ambitious. He did write it, but I just think this was a bad idea from the start. Yeah, it was. It felt very ambitious to begin with when they first started talking about it, but then with the follow through was not like it just felt it being labeled a crisis is probably what killed it. Yeah. Like, like, it, like again, fucking broken record here. The therapy angle is a good idea, I think. 
I I find that a I find that an inherently interesting idea and in the hands of a in the hands of like fucking focused Tom King. Yeah, like if this was like a, like we were talking about when the first issue came out, if this was just a mini series talking with like maybe not even like a plot, but like each issue talking in depth about a character. Yeah, therapy. like 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 fuck with his like with this goddamn thing of like him touring around a fucking like like foreign stations or whatever. Have it be like a fucking tie-in with that. Just like hey, like hey, in in like fucking honor of this month celebrating fucking veterans or whatever. Here's this ish, Here's this fucking story we're releasing about about superheroes dealing with PTSD. A portion's going to this fucking organization that helps veterans. Like and, and from from a strictly yeah. business side of things, they could have very easily tied this in with a let's help let's help fucking PTSD vets. That would have done some good. It also would have been good press for them. But instead, it's this. That's a good point, actually. I never thought about that. I, I guess they didn't do anything like that. Huh. But yes. I also think that um, also going into this, uh, as we just you just stated, like how, how interesting of an idea this was, uh, uh, attaching his name to something like this, too. I couldn't think of many other writers I could I could have felt at that time would have been right for a story like this as well. Like I, I would I want to see fucking Grant Morrison write a story about this. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I don't like, know, but fucking like Josh Williamson. Uh, I don't know. I like Josh Williamson. Don't get me wrong, but there's not many other writers I could. I could. I, could, I, I like James I Tinian the fourth. I like him, but no. I mean, but but Bendis the PTSD a decade ago, not current Bendis camp. Right. But, yeah, no, uh, but, no, but like you get fucking like the Batman Eternal team on this. No, but I'm talking about the PTSD angle of it. If oh. they were going to focus on that, I, there's not many writers I could see that could take something that ambitious on and actually make good with it. Is and what, so when they announced that he was doing this, I thought it was like at that time I was really hyped up for it because I was like, okay, that actually sounds like an interesting fit. Yeah, because like, of some of the it, other things he's done. It could have been like if if it had to be the murder mystery, like put King in there with another writer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or uh, more importantly, and I've mentioned this to Nico also when we were talking about this on Twitter, someone get the man an editor. Please. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan DiDio's his editor. <laughs> <laughs> someone get him a good editor. Yeah. Like like an actual like issue to issue editor, not like a broad concept. Ah, this is what the DC needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> Apparently Dan DiDio's a Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, same level, same level of douchey. Yeah, just just like he, <laughs> That's a good just point. like everyone's screaming at fucking Bendis, and Bendis like comes out, it's like I don't know, man, I fucking good. I think all of a sudden just the music hits, and just like fucking Dio oh, walks out. Man. It was me, Bendis. <laughs> what did it take to Dio's head right now and put it on that gif of McMahon walking down the fucking <laughs> yeah, just, just like a roller walk, just fucking arms swinging, <laughs> just walking into DC editorial. I need to see that now. <laughs> Someone no, just just, just, the, just like Internet. the just like the like the fucking um. What is it like the image macro of like the progressively more turned on Vince McMahon, but just but just like the Dante Dio label and then just like the various the various crises ranked ranked best to worst as Dante Dio just gets more hard. <laughs> oh god. <sighs> yeah, this was we a have mess. fun. <laughs> we we have, have fun, fun here. Yeah, and I'm 
I don't know if anyone remembers when I talked about Identity Crisis other than these two, but uh, <laughs> I was a lot angrier on that one, and I kind of mentioned this to Dead Man that like because this thing is just so vague and shapeless and all over the place, I'm not really as like viscerally white hot rage angry at it. I'm just kind of like bitterly disappointed. Yeah, with with Identity Crisis, it was a lot more focused, so anything that would like really piss you off was just like way more out there with this the the like the horrible shit except for wally was spread so thin yeah and it's like i'm like he tried <laughs> you know what i mean like i i, I don't want to give him the whole the full benefit of the doubt but i'm just like you know it really pissed me off that wally thing believe me <laughs> as you can tell when i talked about that no issue, yeah yeah like really wa- like for a lot but, of people like our age wally is the flash the flash yeah yeah because yeah. jail because jlu Although, no, no, not just JLU. Like, like fucking, like around, around when like during like our formative years, the Flash was Wally West. Barry was still in the fucking Speed Force. Yeah, no, I know, I know, because like speaking again of Identity Crisis, that was Wally as the Flash in that story. Yeah, but because yeah, um, Mark Wade's Flash was Wally, was it yeah. not? And then Although, uh, again, Jeff Johns um, was the one that brought Barry back. I, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want a conspiracy reference again. But since we're already talking about. Uh, Vince McDiDio, um, uh, Dan McMahon. Yeah. Oh, Dan, yes. Uh, he, he has apparently gone on record as saying he hated Wally West. always as a character. It has apparently tried to get some writers to kill him. Oh, fuck you. What? I actually did not know that one, but we see, we've, we've all seen what has happened to Dick now. Who's Rick. So yeah, gets, it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, this character everyone loves. Let's just shoot him. Nightwing for fucking ever. So who, who who shot him? Like, was it KG Beast or something? Uh yes, it was KG Beast because he went after KG Beast in the Batman issues. Tom King's. Okay, yeah, Batman. I think I yeah, fell yeah. off Batman like right after Dick got shot, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's I mean, what happened. If it had been fucking Goat Boy, I would have been into it. <laughs> Goat Boy. <laughs> well, they had to go KG Beast. They couldn't bring back the best character outside of Batcow, Goat Boy. <laughs> Fucking Dio, man. So give the people what we want, man. I mentioned well, that now I mean, since we, we need, we need the Tom fucking King. we need like the fucking WrestleMania 35 of goddamn. I, I think I think DC. the fans are also part of the problem. As again, yeah, referencing good. that that nine that nine panel thing that I showed that we showed earlier when they get to Jeff Johns, like I think we've finally gotten to a point where all the fans will be happy with the way everything is. Like, wait, what? Fuck. Yeah, no, that was that's pretty spot on. If anyone hasn't seen it, uh, someone put together like a like a nine panel macro thing of just various writers who work for DC and all of them just it's yeah, real writers it, yeah it's writers real fucking in good crisis <laughs> anyway so that is our full rundown of fucking heroes in crisis uh, it was bad okay so it was bad okay yep it was bad okay I mean, to quote Tom King from that same nine panel thing, have you ever wondered what it would feel like if Superman killed your mom and got away with it? Well, now you're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. Anyway. I mean, uh, 
so I could I couldn't tell from the way that we started talking about it that Nico, are you more or less disappointed than from where you started? Because you were like having trouble with the first issue. So sorry, I, mean, I, I I wasn't having trouble with the first few issues. No, right? I said you, you were already having trouble with the first issue, but I'm trying to figure out if you were more or less disappointed now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I because the first few issues it was kinda it felt like it was still trying to figure out I was trying to figure out where like what this was supposed to be. It, it, I didn't feel like we kind of, you know, figured out at that point, like it hadn't come full form, like the storyline for me. And then, and there was moments I enjoyed, like I, I tried to highlight the first few issues we discussed tonight, like even uh, all the moments I did enjoy in each issue. Like there was, e there was at least one or two moments in each one. I did like, yeah, they were like little nuggets of good things. In here. Yeah. I, but I think by the time we got to like that, narc issue whatever six or seven like by that point it was all downhill though like 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 for me like the first half of the series i was kind of you know feeling it out there was some some things i like some moments i like but then by the second half when they're really amping up into kind of like the murderer and who the murderer was and like you know once all those characters came together batgirl and uh booster and all them i i just really didn't like it at all like i i was i was finding it hard to point out anything that I and like and 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 you know like we said at the start of this I read it as it came out I didn't read it as a whole in one sitting but from what Dead Man's saying um, it didn't seem like to go much better for him either in one sit down reading. No, right? it's actually I think it's actually worse in one sit down just because it's so concentrated that all yeah. of all of the bloat just becomes more apparent. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually had to take breaks. <laughs> just like just waited for reading this, it. This oh. is nine issues that took me nine hours to read. Holy fuck! Because I because I was like, all right, so right, so fucking like I, I so I finished I finished reading the last issue at seven o'clock. We started recording at ten. So what happened was I I like woke up I woke up early because I had a split, splitting headache, and I was like, okay, calm down a bit. Let's read a couple issues. So then I read issue one. Made my notes. Ready two. Made my notes. Then started watching something else and spent fucking three hours doing that. I, I got through the first three issues relatively quickly because I was riding high off the high of Godzilla King of the Monsters. You fucker. But, uh, <laughs> you good. fucking lucky piece of shit. Sounds good. I mean, it's dumb as fuck, but it's, it's got Godzilla, dude. Best. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the best monster stuff I've seen on scene in possibly ever. And versus King Kong next year, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, and then awesome. Potentially more stuff after that if Toho can open its pocketbooks, mm. which I'm not convinced it will. No, nah, no, nah, probably won't. Probably gonna start gonna start start uh, investing all this money into Netflix CG anime of Godzilla. Yeah. We're gonna give uh, this ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings. <laughs> Fucking. C minus. <sighs> We're gonna do a letter grade. Well, oh. I know I was. I mean, if I was if I was gonna do the the C minus, that's pretty generous, actually. <laughs> I was like, ooh, C minus. I, I don't know if I'd give it that. Yeah, for me, it's like a it's one and a half e. out of five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, uh, but uh, that's actually the number I was considering. Uh, just I'm writing that C minus D line because yeah. it's not that's a flat cool. out failure. Yeah, well, like, like I said, it has moments. Like the art is yeah. the art is relatively solid throughout. 
Um, there are there are like some yeah. good moments with these characters that actually delves into the concept, but yeah. overall, it didn't do enough to actually live up to any of that potential. And there was so much other shit wrong with it that just fucking detracted from everything that was good about it. Mm. Yeah. So for that, you make a good point. Yeah, I guess I give it a two. So yeah, C minus scenes fair, like one point five two around there. I'd say as well. Yeah, if I had to give it a rating. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, so then, coming off this hot Tom King fucking coil. <laughs> There's some news that came out, like around around all uh, this happening. Oddly appropriate timing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, Tom King uh, has been booted off of the fucking Batman book. Uh, his like run fifteen and, issues early. Yeah, yeah. His run will be ending as with of, issue twenty twenty. Yeah, his run will be 85. ending with issue eighty five. Out of the plan originally planned one hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be concluding the City of Bane storyline. Um, and yeah, so this news originally came out of uh, Bleeding Cool, which, so when, like, I saw this news when Bleeding Cool, like, reported it first, and I was just like, okay, let's take that with a grain of salt. Bleeding Cool, yeah. hit or miss. And then yeah, every other absolutely. news organization was like, yeah, okay, Tom King's been let go of the book. But not from DC itself. He's actually still staying with DC and staying with Clay Man, apparently, uh, to do a 12-issue uh, series released alongside the Batman book uh, called Batman slash Catwoman. Yeah, which I hope is a little bit more focused. Yeah, here's fucking hope. Oh yeah, it'll be a maxi series monthly, yeah. I assume. Yes, so, yeah, like, it'll be a monthly book, um, twelve issue series released alongside Batman, which has also moved to a monthly release schedule. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of torn on this because, on the one hand, uh, it sucks that what, at least in my opinion, one of the more influential uh, writers for Batman recently on DC is getting kneecapped so early, and I'm not entirely sure why. But at the same time... Um, what if it was because of Heroes in Crisis? I don't know. It could have been that. I've heard... <laughs> the nightmare cool. arc I mean, yeah, I definitely didn't help. Because DC uh, was butthurt that the Hulk beat it in sales for one month, but I don't really <laughs> buy that. <laughs> Yeah, I I could actually see that happening. Just fucking just just DC's whole thing is all right. Is Batman number one? You're failing. My first reaction to this was that uh, although I have been enjoying most of Tom King's Batman run, and like Birdie just said, he's one of the more interesting writers. Definitely taking a different approach to a big two character book like this. Uh, and for them to kind of pull out early from the fact that Tom King has been telling everybody from the start of his run that he's planned this thing for 100 issues and it's one huge story and all this and that, uh, only to kind of divert him off the main title to go do like a maxi series, like a more, you know, uh, something he's probably got more success rate at. Look at Mr. Miracle, look at Vision of these maxi yeah. series that he's done, right? Um, I think it, I only think it makes sense in the, in, in the fact that, uh, of the matter of that, uh, he's, he is, his run was not right for the, a big two title like Batman, only in the sense that 
not meant not your average comic reader would enjoy his take on the character i don't think because yeah, no, most people uh, just want your regular run-of-the-mill batman look yeah tom king is a uh, right so yeah tom king is for better for better and worse a much more heady writer than your typical comic writer yeah so while i don't like it i understand if that's what they're kind of going for right like, yeah I don't know. I, I think it's kind of not showing faith in your writers, though. Oh, 100%. Like, this, this is not the first time that DC's kind of shit all over, you know, one of their creatives before. Yeah. And also, not the first time they shit over one of their bat creatives, because remember fucking Batwoman last, like, back when it, like, that whole I, shit started. Yeah, but that one, as bad as his reasons were, I at least understood the reasons as awful as they were. I'm not entirely sure what the reasons are. Like, they seem a little bit more vague and nebulous. Like, if, for example, for a, a, a douchey example that makes perfect sense, they're like, oh, Swamp Thing's getting canceled after one season because it's just too expensive. <laughs> douchey, but fairly simple to understand. Yeah, well, this, this yeah, this has been kind of, like, very hush-hush about why it's actually happening. <clears throat> like, not, like, there hasn't been, like, any kind of, like, behind-the-scenes thing happening. Like, people, like, writers and other people haven't come out to talk about it. It's just, he's just not doing it anymore. Yeah, and then, like, I'd even go as far as to say, like, it's funny, like, that no one even made the connection after the fact, because on the heels of that news and the new Catwoman book they announced, which, again, they announced this fucking move, even though it's not till like, January of 2020, like, eight, like, how many months ahead of schedule did they announce that they're kicking him off the book, which seemed weird, right? Yeah. So, but, like, the, the news that came off the heels of that was the fact that he is now co-writing the New Gods movie, which... Well, I mean, given, given uh, I mean, like the book he's most well known for and critically acclaimed for, that kind of makes sense. Although I'm not sure I necessarily want that tone for a new Gods movie. But right. Well, he's he is co-writing it. Yeah, and I also think like that's awesome for him. Like that's cool, and I'm on board for that. I just it was just one of those things where like that news came out. I'm like, it's interesting that no one is trying to make the connection to as to um, maybe he left that book because it's the double shipping book because he had already been talking about doing other projects still with DC. So it doesn't look like he's lightening his load at all. So it's essentially them just not thinking he's the right, you know, tone for that book anymore, I guess. Like that's, that's the way I see it. Like, I just think that his, his, his style of writing has probably run its course. Uh, I, I also think that nightmares arc, which you mentioned earlier, Bertie did not, uh, help because as reading it as a monthly reader being in that fucking limbo for three months even though it's a double shipping book was not cool especially after the, the fucking only thing that, like, what almost <laughs> was funny is like the most torturous issue of that nightmare arc was the point where it, it made me realize that the batman book was torturing me it's like you know we could be watching catwoman and lois lane have a bachelor party with oh, the amanda connor with yeah yeah, yeah like, just you know we could be having fun <laughs> yeah the yeah. question could be the question could be great again yeah it's just um and i wanted to mention ask you about this nico i think um tom king started this arc from a flawed arc perspective absolutely yeah because his idea was oh wait what if i make people think batman will be happy then make him super sad, and then kind of make him happy. Yes, you subvert and? their expectations. It's like a Ryan Johnson movie. <laughs> uh, Star Wars jokes. 
Yeah, no, you're not. You're not wrong. I, I, I think it's definitely like it just ran its course. I, I think that again, hundred issues was ambitious, especially with the way the type of storyteller he is. It just got too little too long in the tooth, I think, for most people. And I think yeah. DC got got um, you know, got worried. And especially that Mortal Hulk thing may have may have fucking you know made them reconsider, right? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just imagining. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just imagining fucking uh, Dan McMahon just sitting in this fucking office. <laughs> Dan McMahon. I love just, just sitting there fucking like just like we're, we're just gonna stick with that now are we yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck up Batman now my nigger for people who haven't seen that I, John Oliver bit that's gonna be terrible out of context Bertie I'm sorry <laughs> it's just the fact that there is a clip of and I should have used said in word, not the proper word. I'm sorry for using the actual <laughs> word. It's just that there's a clip of a white guy saying that to another white guy in the presence of black people. And I'm just like, this man's still in business? Yeah, yeah no, I know. Like, I got the for reference. The, for those who haven't seen it, <laughs> sorry, John Oliver did a bit laughing. about the WWE. Yeah. There was a clip in that where to kind of to kind of like illustrate how much of a fucking nightmare Vince McMahon is, the guy who owns yes. WWE, he... He walks up to John Cena and says, like, hey, what's up, man? Word then like kind of like does like a gorilla walk away past Booker T and another like another like a you know women's wrestler who's also black. And both of them are just like, what the fuck? And it was still yeah. to the point of just like, hey, he had final say on the script. Yeah, I uh I've I've heard this story about Vince McMahon. That's why I also laughed at what he was saying. <laughs> so yeah, I uh I understood what you were saying. Yeah, I, I should have contextualized it before <laughs> yes. I said it, and I shouldn't have used the actual word. Yeah, I didn't want yeah. you to make, make it seem I was laughing yeah. because you said no, that. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. With, with context, it is very funny. Yeah. Without yeah. it, it is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, just flashing back. No, just flashing back out. to like talk. Well, I mean, I just kind of want from now on. I just kind of want whenever Dan DeDio says something bad, I just want Dead Man to tell me another story of something stupid Vince McMahon's done because that's that's all I can think of now. There's on Twitter. There was a whole thread. No, I'm just, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining like fucking, just like just like Dan DeDio walks into like Dan McMahon walks into Jim Lee's office and just sees and it just sees like Jim sketching out a new character. It's like who's this? He's so big and. Vascular. Vassle. <laughs> He's going to the front page of the next event book. I want to shove this picture up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the image kind of falls apart when I try to picture like like I can't imagine Jim Lee or Jeff Johns doing to doing to Dan DeDio what wrestlers do to Vince McMahon. I can imagine Grant Morrison doing it. Oh yeah, but fucking Grant Morrison, he'd fucking roll in and like, like that's that's like introducing a fucking like like lucha underground wrestler into the WWE. Just the, all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, fucking Grant Morrison turns into a dragon and flies away. <sighs> Man, well that was the tangent. I started to get back into wrestling recently, and it's been fucking great. I'm glad I'm not into wrestling. The new day is really fucking good. They're fun, yeah. I think uh, I watch I watch a bit of wrestling myself, so yeah, yeah I and, think it's fun. And I should really hate the Iconics, but I kind of love them. They're kind of they're kind of hilarious. I don't know if I know them. Oh yeah, they're a women's tag team. Uh, they at WrestleMania, they, the Australian, the Australian yeah. people. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I should really hate them because they kind of like play into like you know the 
women stereotypes, just like really high pitched squeeing and stuff. But they're also just fucking hilarious. Mm. Yeah, no, I like them as like, well. Like, 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 they, like they got eliminated from the Women's Royal Rumble <laughs> and they get back. It's like, hey, you guys get eliminated. I would go to journalism for that. You must be joking me. <laughs> are they are they still the tag team champs? They were at one yeah, point. Yeah, they, they? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, right? well, I think so. I'm I'm still catching up, but like the SmackDown after WrestleMania, they had like a squash match against a couple fucking jobbers. Okay. Yeah. No, I like them as well. I, I just didn't. I forgot their names, but I do like those chicks. Yeah, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the iconics. They are fantastic on the mic. Anyway, that's that's enough about the wrestling podcast. Yeah. So so we. we, we <laughs> Enough about our eventual podcast about Dan McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> that's an awesome fucking name. So <laughs> I love that. Big. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, kind of shitty what happened to him on that. So what? I'll leave. I'll leave you with this one question. I I gotta ask both of you because Birdie knows how what my thoughts on it were. Who are they gonna put on the Batman book now in DC? Uh, I don't know Bendis. That's what I said. God, I hope not. <laughs> Obvious choice. Like Batman books are. Are and dour particularly dete- are, are dour and talky enough without Bendis. Literally, it's the buried. obvious obvious choice though. Pete Tomasi is already doing detective now, so they're not going to put him back again on the book. Like he already does. Like you know, he's he's bounced around different bat titles. They're yeah, like I can on. like thinking uh, about it. Like trying to think of the actual like stable of DC writers. Snyder's had his run. Like who else is good enough? Yeah, I mean, maybe Joshua Williamson, maybe James Tinian. He did Detective, well, but he James, didn't. Don't James, yeah, James Tinian's still working on Detective Comics. I'm not sure they want one guy working all. The no, no, stuff. James Tinian's off Detective now. Pete Tomas oh, is ready. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so he, Tinian's a maybe, but the the safe money's on Bendis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I, I say. That's the obvious choice. It's also the one I don't want because it's the obvious choice. No, yeah, like fucking if just yeah, just if they got a chance to like put like a fucking. Like, either a writer who hasn't been around for a while but, like, knows the character and was able to, like, write an actually like, compelling story or they, it was, won't fucking happen but fucking put some new blood on that goddamn book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, no, DC would never... DC I'm just saying, that is coming on two years of being at DC almost by the time that he cuts <laughs> off that book in 2020. And uh, and the first book he, he did, everyone thought was going to be Batman when he came there, but he went and did Superman. So, like, the fact that he hasn't written the Batman title yet makes sense, like, that they would put yeah, him like on the, there. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is just me, but, like, the only Bendis book I'm currently reading from fucking uh, DC right now is uh, is the Naomi. I heard it's I good. I haven't read, I haven't read it yet, yet, but I kind of want to. Naomi's yeah. starting to pick up some... Naomi's starting to get some gas. Like, those first couple issues were very like set up and not a whole lot happening but now they're actually starting to pick things up there's like steam is starting like they started to pick up steam and things are happening now and i'm enjoying it Mm. i kind of want to read it 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 seems like a very it seems like the kind of idea i still like from bendis whereas a lot of the stuff that bendis was working on like when he was in his last days at marvel i was not all that big a fan of and even his uh and I know Nico and I talk about this. His um, his Jessica Jones book had a lot of good stuff in it, but it also had some dumb shit where he felt like he was trying to justify some of his own dumb decisions. Yeah, I have my own thoughts on that book. I like his Superman right now. To be honest with you, I'm I'm enjoying the stuff he's doing. At DC. I kind of, I I think I got like partway through the fucking like I'm the like I'm the big fish boy who blew up Krypton. Grr, fear me. I think I got like halfway through that and then stopped. 
Yeah, because he's writing that and action, and I will say I preferred his action over the main Superman title. But like, um, like, like his, his Superman yeah. book lost a lot of what I liked about the previous Superman book. Yeah, he did shit over everything Tomasi did. That yeah, is like true. fucking. Yeah, just like. But we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's shoot John and Lois to space and have him try to fuck a firefighter. <laughs> he's so big. Why would you just have one woman? Well, I mean, hey, let's let, let's. We can be happy about one thing, guys. At least we're not X-Men fans. <laughs> hey, Hickman's coming back. <laughs> Hickman. Dark Phoenix in theaters now. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the movies, yeah. I'm talking about mind. fucking everything, dude. <laughs> fucking X-Men is a nightmare right like, now. Like, until Hickman actually... Hickman's going to write the ship, re- though. I ...releases his cosmic-level conspiracy, I'm not convinced he can actually fix the X-Men books because they're so stuck with, like... Like the the continued existence of the Phoenix Saga is also is one of those things. Like, it worked when it was made. It's not all that great now. <laughs> no, no, it is not. But like X Men has X Men has like gotten to a point where even the X Men adjacent books are starting to get hurt. Like like yeah. like pretty much the only X Men related title I've been reading regularly has been X twenty three. Yeah, which it kind of sucks that she's back to being X twenty three. Yeah. The, I loved like, all new Wolverine. That yeah, all new awesome. Wolverine was great, and Gabby yeah. is a yeah. big like, reason. Could they have called the book Laura? Yeah, fuck Laura. Laura Kinney, fucking like like the reason. And uh, another YouTuber uh, pointed this out. Like, why would she willingly return to a code name that was literally just a number she was given as she was cloned and turned into a killing machine? Yeah, she wouldn't have. And if and with Logan being back, he probably wouldn't have wanted her to go back to it. Like yeah. he, he would have gone all fucking murder dad mode and gone and been like so fucking proud of his baby girl getting to stab people using the family name. Yeah. Fuck, man. And yeah, now Gabby's fucking leaving that book. Took yeah. Jonathan with her. Ah, uh, the Wolverine Jonathan. I love that guy. Wolverines. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like there like there's a big fucking story where um well not a big story, but there's a story where uh, like a bunch of fucking robot assassins were sent out to go kill people and they ended up intervening and it turns out, oh my god, it's a clone. Yeah, I, I didn't love that first cuckoo arc, so I didn't stick with the book. Does it get better after that? No. Okay. Because Gabby leaves. Lo- yeah, I read that cuckoo one and I was like, yeah. No, I, like, I, I cu- cuckoo that. one wasn't great, but like I kind of stuck with it just because, again, I like the character. But then, sure, sure. but then, uh, but then, like I said, so robots, robot assassins. Turns out they're clones. Uh, Laura is like, "Hey, we need to stop this." And Gabby's like, "Hey, my sister," which then caused a rift between them as Gabby was trying to help the clones, and Laura was like, "We need to shut this shit down, no matter the fucking cost." Mm-hmm. And that was, and then that, and Gabby was like, "Fuck you, mom. I'm leaving." Well, fine. Fuck you too. Take your Wolverine with you, you piece of shit. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah. That's a dumb reason to get oh, them off. At least Runaways is still good. Yes, I agree. I'm still loving that book. And oh, and, uh, strangely, uh, Dead Man, I don't want to offend you, but I'm afraid that the continued Runaways book might be because the Hulu Runaways thing keeps, seems to keep making money for Marvel. <laughs> On that show? That actively oh, yeah, angers me. They just announced the villain, a major villain from the Marvel comics, Morgan Le Fay, is going to be in the series. Oh. Oh, is it what are you doing? They get a fucking villain that's not one of theirs. 
also, also, before we, we do eventually wrap up, uh, you know, I did want to mention, I don't know if you guys have talked about it uh, previously, but recently uh, Dark Horse released it because, you know, we're all Stoko fans here, released two new oversized hardcovers for him. They released his Aliens book in an oversized hardcover and also a book called Grunt, which is the unpublished works and art of... Uh, of uh, James Stoko, both oh, oversized nice. hardcovers uh, from Dark Horse. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely check those out if you're That's a fan. Of you know what I fucking wish Dark Horse would release? The rest of goddamn Black Sad. Yeah. Fucking apparently, well, uh, apparently fucking volume six got released of, in 2016. Also, also speaking of uh, Stoko and Dark Horse, is Orc Stain still a thing? Yeah, I, I seen him. He came to a show called TCAF in March uh, here in, uh, or sorry, not March, April in um, in Toronto. I, I met I met him for the first time just last month, and he, I asked him, and he said, "Yes, Orkstein is coming back." And he actually showed me pages in his art book that he had drawn for the issue already that he's going to be putting out. Yeah. So according to uh, fucking talking on the internet, um, Stoko is planning to push, publish six volumes of Orkstein uh, with it totaling out to about thirty issues. And so I think far, it was only eight. So right? far, he has released seven. With issue seven coming out in 2012. I should have seen him draw. He did a little doodle of Godzilla in my uh, Godzilla book I brought. I brought the oversized hardcover of... Um, Half Century uh, War? Yes, Half Century War. Oh, yeah. And he, he drew a little Godzilla head in my book. Care, and careful, uh, Nico. Dead, dead man's creaming himself again. <laughs> and, uh, keep the book the away from here. I'll cream on it. The way he holds a pencil is very unique to most other artists I've seen draw. It's very like I guess maybe that's how he turns out this detail. It's he holds it like angle and like with his like fourth his thumb and like third finger. It's very strange. Like I couldn't even explain to you how he was doing it, but I was just watching him draw and I'm just like, how the fuck does he draw? <laughs> like he, he draws very strange. I've not like he's not like a straight on like pet like like uh with his hand motions. It's very yeah. very odd. Anyways. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this week. Oh, this is fun guys. Thanks uh yeah. thanks for having me back. <laughs> uh, so let's let's do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah totally Anyway, we'll call you back for uh, we'll call you back for a all carnage and all venom all the time podcast. Hell yeah, you know, dog! Venom cast. I can I can go old school. You can go new school. We can try to find <laughs> some good ground between them, maybe. Yeah, and, gladly, I, gladly. and then I can randomly quote that venom song that Eminem did. Oh yes, that's right. Venom. <laughs> can, can you do it without sounding like you had a stroke? Because Eminem couldn't. <laughs> I'll I will try my best. Bernie, that's venom, still one of my venom, favorite venom, favorite venom. moments on the show. Was talking about that venom book that time. <laughs> out of all the years we did. That was still uh, one of my favorite moments. Well, that, that was the Palestine for identity crisis. We will be back some point more of this fucking shit. <laughs> Until then, I'm dead. And I'm Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. I'm Nico. We will see you guys next time.